Hey friends, Amy here. Welcome to ChirpCast, encouragement with heart, humor, and a little sarcasm. I want to start out with a quick story. When I was in sixth grade, and that feels like, I don't know, a lifetime ago, several decades actually, (laughs) I remember that I was out at break with my friends, and there was this kid that decided that he was going to pick on me. I have no idea why, and I can't even tell you who this kid was because his words bothered me so much that I have no idea what his face looked like. (laughs) We were probably playing Foursquare. One of the things when I was in sixth grade is I did not wear glasses, as I do now, so my profile was in full view. Well, this kid decided that he was going to start making fun of my nose. Now, I do not have a gigantic nose. However, I have a slight bump in the middle of my nose, right in the bridge. It was something that I had never even gave a second thought about. I was not self-conscious about it. It was just part of my face. And he started calling me Stegosaurus. Now, when you are a girl in sixth grade and a boy in front of several of your classmates starts calling you names, it was pretty traumatic. Let me just say that after, I don't know, maybe two and a half decades, I still remember him saying this. Apparently, I'm not over it. It had quite the effect on me, and I remember just thinking, oh my gosh, I am mortified. And from then on, from sixth grade until actually I probably started wearing glasses in my mid-20s, I was very self-conscious about this. I used to think, oh my gosh, every time I took pictures, make sure I'm not in profile view. I didn't want to have it stand out. I thought that I had like the worst nose in the world. It really bothered me. So the phrase, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That is a pack of lies. I remember the phrase. I remember the way that I felt. And it stuck. And it stung. I think name calling is probably the lowest way that we can be jerks to people. I mean, seriously. Name calling? We've learned this from the time we were, I don't know, probably three years old. If you have older siblings, it's something you probably heard them yell at each other, calling each other names on the playground. I'm sure that's where I heard it. We just have this thing about name calling. I don't know why we do it. I guess it makes us feel better. I want you to think for a minute about the names that other people have called you. Now, I'm not saying that sometimes we haven't lived up to those names, but... When we think about the names that other people call us, how does it make us feel? Is it hurtful, painful, negative? Or maybe it's a positive feeling that you have. I know in our family, we tend to hand out nicknames (laughs) like trading cards. And so a few of the nicknames in our family, my little sister has always been Lovey. We have called her that day one. Even to this day, I heard my husband call her that just this weekend while she was visiting. And so she's been lovey my whole life. And our daughter, her name is not Peaches, but that's what her great-grandfather called her. Pop used to call her Peaches because she had pink little rosy cheeks when she was a baby. 
for me growing up, the name that I was called often was Amos. Now, I don't even know where that came from, and I don't know why, but friends and family alike have called me that for most of my life. I mean, I'm almost 40, and I still have aunts and uncles who call me Amos when we talk on the phone or when I see them in person. It's kind of funny, but it's something that has stuck, and it doesn't bother me at all. My husband, he calls me babe or love, and these are positive reinforcements for me. I know that I'm in serious trouble if he calls me Amy. That's not really, it's funny, actually, I very rarely hear my parents call each other by their first names. And so when my dad says my mom's first name, sometimes my mom will turn around and kind of give him the side eye, and she'll call him by his first name. (laughs) And it's just a joke because, again, in our family, Uh, nicknames and endearing terms are the way that we talk to each other. Now, maybe you hate your name. Maybe you love your name. I know some people who have had their names changed because they just despised their name. I know some people who we don't even call them by their first name. We call them by their middle name. And then when they introduce themselves to new people, they say their first name And I'm totally confused because I've always called them by their middle name. (laughs) So names can just be really tricky. Something that kind of struck me was, I think whenever we name something or someone, it gives significance to that thing or that person. When our daughter was born, we already had her name picked out and we chose to name her after her great-great-grandmother, Catherine. And we thought that was really cool because, you know, it was giving significance to her and also to her heritage. Now, obviously, we don't get to choose our own names. And just like people in the Bible, they didn't get to pick their names either. There were a few that absolutely had no choice whatsoever (laughs) into what their names were, such as Adam. Now, Adam did not get to pick his name. God gave him the name Adam, and in Hebrew, Adam means man. Shocker. That actually makes a whole lot of sense. Now, the name Eve means to breathe. I think that's so cool that Adam and Eve's names are so specific. The fact that God breathed his life breath into them to create them to live is super cool. And there's a couple of other people, actually, whose names... One of them actually was changed, and his name was Abram. And in the book of Genesis, chapter 17, verse 1 through 6, it talks about how God is having a conversation with Abram, and he tells him, and by the way, this guy is 99 years old, and God tells Abram that he is no longer going to be named Abram, but he was going to be named Abraham. And that's because the name Abraham means father of many. And if you know your Bible at all, you know exactly why God gave him that name, because Abraham was the father of many nations. Now, the really cool part and the other half of that story is his wife, Sarah. Now, Abraham and Sarah were pretty old, obviously. Abraham at 99, Sarah was 90. They had no kids. And God says, you're going to be the father of many nations. And I'm sure Abraham was like, okay, that's funny. Good, good joke, God. But Sarah's name actually means lady or princess. Sure enough, at 
90 years old, Sarah got pregnant and they had their son. Now that's super cool. And I love that God took Abram and made his name Abraham. When we talk about names and the significance that they have, one of the things growing up that I remember is I know that our Sunday school teachers did this, and I also believe in elementary school, I had a teacher who brought one of those baby name books. They went around the room and they were asking everybody, you know, what does your name mean? And so we took turns looking up our names and and writing it down, and it was kind of cool to see what that meant. And that's going to make sense here in a minute when I share a story with you. But oftentimes uh, there is a fight (laughs) internally uh, to remind us who we're not especially if we have somebody or someones in our lives who point out our flaws. It can be really difficult to feel like a winner when somebody is constantly screaming at you that you're a loser. No matter what you do, you can't do it right. You're always going to be a failure. Those are harsh words. I know that there have been people that I have talked to, people that I've spent time with. They've shared how growing up, They didn't have a cheering section. They always had people who basically told them, stay in your lane. You know, just be happy with the little bit that you have. You don't need to succeed. Succeeding is beyond you. You just need to survive. Well, I think that it's really awesome that God says that he doesn't call us to just survive. He he doesn't say your mess ups and your mistakes are who you are. In fact, he actually says the opposite. God says in John 3.16, he says that you are loved. In Zephaniah 3.17, he says you are worthy. And in Jeremiah 29.11, he says that you are purposed, that there is a purpose and a plan for your life. Now, I tend to be one who is very much pro-life. That might push a few people away or ruffle some feathers, but I am pro-life. I believe that God has called us each by name. The Bible says that he knows the hairs that are on our head. He knows how many there are. Now, I'm not super happy about the fact that a lot of mine are getting grayer by the second, but I'm happy to know that God knows how many there are because That just speaks to how much he actually cares about you. He knows your name. And he calls you loved, worthy, and purposed. When I was looking up different names in the Bible. I again, you if you listen at all, you know that I love words and I love kind of being the sleuth and figuring out, you know, what words mean and what their backgrounds are. And I came across a word that I had never heard before. And this is a Hebrew word. And make sure that I say it right. It is pronounced Adriel. And it actually means follower of God. I love that. I want to be identified as a follower of God. No matter how many things that I have messed up on, made the wrong choice, said the wrong thing, gotten involved in wrong situations. (laughs) I love that God can still say that I am a follower of his. And the only reason is because of who he is. There's nothing that I can do that can make me worthy. There's nothing about my name that makes me worthy of being 
a follower of God. The only reason that I can even be a follower of God is because of who Jesus is. There is a scripture, Psalms 138.2, and it says, I bow down toward your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your steadfast love and your faithfulness. For you have exalted above all things your name and your word. You know, the Bible says that there is no other name that we can be saved but by Jesus. And when we come to him and we say, here's all my garbage, here's all my mess, he says, I will cover you. And he's covering us by his name, by association with who he is. And I, that just, that really rings true for me because it means that the burden of proof is not on my shoulders. You know, people have a lot of different names for Christians. Most of them are probably not very good. (laughs) Um, In fact, having a conversation with my husband and my brother and my sister yesterday, we were talking about how when people hear Christian, oftentimes the first thing that comes to mind is judgy. (laughs) Christians are judgy. We just like to judge everybody. We like to point everybody's mistakes out. And we like to just shout it from the rooftops. And I hate that because I feel like that is such a religious thing. That's not a Christian thing. And to be a follower of God or to be called Adriel, I want to be the one who people can say, you know what, she is a Christian, but she is not going to scream and yell at me because maybe I believe different or because I mess up and have issues and have hangups in life. And the only reason that I can be like that is because I know who I am and I know how God has saved me and changed my life and my heart. I know that there are so many people who probably back away from Christians because they're they're so turned off by the fact that there have been the loud mouth people. And it's really hard for me to associate them as Christians because I feel like if you're going to act like a jerk, then be a jerk. Don't be a Christian. So I want to be a follower of God and you can be a follower of God. Now, (laughs) I sort of looked up a few more names and there's a couple of them that I would not name my children. There's one, his name is Nabal and his name actually means fool. Yeah, so uh, I don't think I'd want that name. Then we have another one that I really like, and it actually happens to be my mom's middle name, and it's Ruth. And the name Ruth means friend, and all of these are the Hebrew translations of the name. So when we think of what a name means, what's in a name? I know that we always take time to sort of sit down and, I mean, (laughs) good grief. Do you know how long it took us to name our dog? And that doesn't even matter. Think about the names that God calls us, like I said earlier, loved and worthy and purposed and his. God cares about you and your situation and whatever you're struggling with today. And just to prove a point about how much God actually cares about us as individuals, I want to share something with you that I, it it just gave me chills because it made me realize how much God cares individually about us that he doesn't have to, and he does. So I have a book, and it's called 1,000 Gifts by Ann Voskamp. And I've had this book for years. 
I've read it through back and forth. It's a devotional book. So I've kind of read through it a little bit here and there, picked it up, put it down. But every time I pick it up, I it, there's just this little nugget of truth that's always stood out to me. So I was reading yesterday. You ever have those days where you just feel a little bit frustrated? You're kind of down on yourself. You're thinking about the mistakes that you've made, the ways that you have hurt other people. And sometimes it just kind of feels like that heavy burden and you can't quite lift it. So I picked up this book and I started reading one of the chapters in it. And this whole book basically is talking about grace and the way that God gives us so much grace, but he oftentimes uses outside gifts to show us his grace. So I was reading and there is something at the very end. It was the very last sentence of the devotional that I was reading. And it's part of a prayer. And it says this, Cause me to name the ways you love so I can own my own name, beloved. Now that might not make any sense to you whatsoever, but my name actually means beloved. And when I read that, it I paused <laughs> because I was thinking this is like one of those God moments where you were literally speaking to me, God. Like you stopped and had something to say to me, to my heart. And so part of the prayer that made sense, again, obviously the beloved part because that's my name, but cause me to name the ways you love. God loves us in extravagant, lavish ways. He loves us because he gives us breath. He loves us because he gives us lessons. He loves us in ways that we can't even imagine and sometimes we take for granted. So I want you to do a couple of things. The first thing is I want you to write down ways that God has loved you. I want you to think about how many times God has saved you from a situation or he has rescued you from yourself. (laughs) That would take a whole list for me. And the second thing I want you to do is I want you to look up your name. And I always am interested in getting feedback. I love to hear what other people have to say. I love to hear if anybody's even listening. Hello out there. I'm pretty sure somebody's listening. I know my mom's listening. Hi, mom. But I, I want to know what is the meaning of your name. And if you're friends with me on Facebook, you can let me know because this will be posted on Facebook. But I want you just to understand how loved you are by God today. Maybe you're feeling like today is a really rough day and encouragement seems like it is the last thing on your mind that you're running on fumes But I hope that you understand that you are loved, you are worthy, and you are purposed today. The last thing I want to leave you with is an excerpt from John Reinhardt's book, What God Thinks About You. And this is something he says, and he uses all of these have scripture references to them, but this is what he wrote. You are no longer darkness, but light in my son. Walk as children of light. You are the light of the world, a city on a hill. I have called you. I have chosen you. You are now a saint, a servant, a steward, and a soldier. 
You are a witness and a worker. Through Jesus, you are victorious. You have a glorious future. You are a citizen of heaven. You are an ambassador for my son. I hope that you have a great day today and that you are encouraged. And I hope that you know that you are loved.